0: the
1: rich,
2: feed the poor, tell old rich no more. I hope <laughs> and of course the uh, familiar tomes of Alvin Lee and ten years after decades, decades, decades and decades ago all the way back to about 1979. Boy, had some insight and foresight, didn't he? Uh, rest in peace, Alvin Lee. Great guitar player. Roger Sales with you. It's a Monday. Bright and sunny. Uh, here, anyway. Hope it is where you are. And the date is October the 7th. Oh, yeah, what an exciting month October is and continues to be, obviously. And it's the Radio Ranch and the People's Patriot Network. You know all the stuff. Listen, I guess I should get some other stuff out of the way if you, if you're new to the program there may be some if you're new to the program it's a kind of a get together quilting session really and you can reach us if you're new you have a question that's the ideal candidate the i quote unquote excuse me for my stomach the quote unquote ideal candidate would have just found out that there's a choice and he can be free and It's all very confusing, and he likes some directions and has some questions about specific things. That's the quote-unquote ideal candidate. Don't know if there's any of you out there. If there are, you're welcome to call in and ask those questions that are absolutely befuddling you at this early stage of your awakening. And that number would be, I gave you plenty of time to get a pencil, 404-404, Old Atlanta original area code, 404-404. 448-448-1420, 404-448-1420, 448-448-1420, 404-448-1420, and of course you could always, uh, if you're real technologically adept and can load an app on your phone, uh, you can load Skype, or you might even have it already loaded, pretty common app out there, good communication app, whether they're listening or not, hell, I, wanna, I want them to listen, you know, I, to, I, I want some people to listen to this, so I welcome anybody listening. They may wake up a little bit, and you can do that by going to your Skype search bar and putting in PPN uh, and hit your space bar. There's a space. That's not a character. It's a space. PPN space hotline, and you can call in that way and uh, get us on what what Skype calls their Silk stream because the communication is. So much smoother being digital and all that. um, I need to right here at the start of the program, as long as I'm doing all this housekeeping stuff, why don't I go ahead and say that uh, one of our good listeners, Murr out there has set up a chat room for the program. Now, if you'd like to participate over there, I think uh, uh, post different things, maybe things that uh, are relevant that we talk about and the way to access that little resource bonanza is my name roger sales no d and a y in the last r-o-g-e-r-s-a-y l-e-s dot chatango c-h-a-t-a-n-g-o dot com you can get in there and trade licks with mer and whoever else wants to sit in over there and i i I don't think i'm going to monitor it today and the reason i don't usually traditionally do those sorts of things is because uh I try and, <laughs> I at least try and put 100% of uh, attention onto the program, what we're doing, where we'd like to go, maybe who's calling, uh, questions that they have, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and it's, uh, you don't know until you do it, I guess, the, the full amount of concentration. I, I liken it many times to our good listener, Daryl, and his aviation career, and uh, uh, that when you're flying that plane, you really pretty much pay attention. And same thing here. Um, we're a low uh, low audience. You know, we don't have a lot of people that are, care about the truth uh, and uh, want to get into the minutia of how we've been defrauded and fooled. And you got to admit our enemy's real slick. Uh, and you can't help the deeper you get into this. The deeper you get into this, you can't help but... Re- respect these guys I didn't say you had to like them and I didn't say it had to be a healthy respect but you got to respect your enemy and boy these guys have pulled off one heck of a deal let's see here's somebody calling in I mute out the caller line and so we don't get those irritating ding dong ding dong hey doc how you doing this morning what's on your mind this Monday morning on the 7th of October just Attending school, thank you for taking my call. I sure. appreciate it. Yeah, well, do you have a question or or, or a comment? or? Man, the, you live out in California in that area, don't you? Yes, sir. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> Thanks a lot.
2: <laughs> I I mean, it just keeps getting worse and worse out there. I read this morning Boy. an article just briefly over on Zero Hedge about the San Diego area. Yes, sir. There was a, a around San Diego State University, I guess, there's a little housing development g- called University Heights or something. And somebody okay. has taken a shed out back of their house, kind of fabricated it a little bit, put a bathroom in it, and a, a little small kitchen. I believe it's 200 square feet. That's not too much, is it? It's not much at all. Uh, Two hundred square feet was eleven hundred dollars a month, and you had to go wow. through a credit check. You had to have three times. You had to have a three thousand something dollar a month income. And they had all these other stipulations in there to rent a shack, a fabricated shack.
3: Don't sound like they really wanted anybody there.
2: Whoo. Yikes! I mean, I remember there were renting lofts and 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 crawl spaces up in San Francisco a couple of years ago for a thousand dollars. I mean, it's gotten totally out of control. There's a nice article here. I hadn't read it, but didn't have to. I can pretty well get the gist of it. It's this guy that's a, 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 a an ex Credit Swiss CEO. Credit Swiss being one of the big Swiss thieving factories. <laughs> Got all these damn banks, man. Anyway, this guy's the ex-CEO, Credit Suisse, and he says it crazy negative rates, he said money's not worth anything anymore. And that's, uh, I watched a couple of videos over the weekend revolving around that subject. There was a good follow-up second half of the, uh, interview we mentioned the first half of last week with max kaiser and that guy that was on there that's an old pro in the investing area and he just had a real nice interesting way of putting things and this negative interest rate's a big deal i mean uh, in essence the train has hit the wall uh it just we hadn't felt it yet uh but don't worry we're gonna um so doc how'd you stumble into uh into me and this message and stuff you've been with us for a while Yes, sir. It was
3: back on ex-wife number two when
2: you were wrestling with
3: that guy. And I was also watching whether you were on the air or not and letting you know. But it was back
2: ex-wife that, number two. That would be the micro effect and Joe McNeil. Uh, what a sweetheart yes, a sweetheart of a guy, Joe. Uh, yeah. So, uh Wow, okay, well, good. You, Eric, uh, Eric uh, Hoagland, our good loyal listener, the ex retired chef up there that just got back from his uh, Italian vacation, uh, he came along about the same time in those early days. I know there's a few people that have oh, yeah. st- stuck with it, and it's interesting because people come, and, you know, I hear from them, we have I- exchanges and whatever, and then they go away, and you never hear from them again. So uh, over the years, as I've been doing this, about nine years now something like that hell i've lost count doc <laughs> uh but uh it's interesting the people that it sticks with and i would love to and i think to myself occasionally i'd love to have some of those people that have drifted away samuel was a good example uh, Samuel heard me back then. Got his life, you know, dictated something else. He lost fo- lost focus on this, and and all of a sudden, a few years down the line, he's back, and that's good. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so, and I, I, it just out of pure personal idle curiosity, I would like to know some of those stories. You know, um, let's see yes, what's sir. interesting happening. I'll tell you one thing that becomes more more, I guess. Um, Apparent is a word I want. Apparent by the day is that there may be a lot of things that Mr. Trump does and has done and etc. cetera. He's far from perfect uh, that uh, people have got complaints about and concerns. Okay. but yeah. But let me tell you what. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And those guys on the other side. They absolutely hate and detest this guy, and he's scaring the cockeye out of them. I think so. Okay. Uh, Whether it's a combination of exposing everything they've done or because all the man look, look how apoplectic they get and have gotten just lifting the edge of the rug on Ukraine.
3: Yeah. Well, I was never a trumper anyhow. So I, uh, in fact, uh, the, I think the, the last three times, whether he was running or not, I wrote Ron Paul in for my selection.
2: Well, no, Ron Paul's a good guy. He just, uh, unfortunately, Ron Paul can't, he can't win. He doesn't know. It takes somebody, in all honesty, it takes somebody with the balls of Trump to go up against this and win. And I mean, basically, uh, it, the way I've looked at it and kind of thought it through, it, the reason that you always get psychopaths, and you got to admit Trump is cer- certainly some degree of that egos and whatever else, uh, whatever drives it on the inside. You don't get people that'll reach that level achieve that office unless they will jettison their morals and ethics along the way and ron paul to his credit is one of those people that just won't do that he's got a line in the sand and he won't cross it and uh, other people don't what what line just breeze right over it and blow through it so that's Lord. why you always are going to have a tendency to get psychopaths at, at in all of these high positions, because they'll do to achieve the position, they'll do what a, an ordinary per other person wouldn't. Um, right, we got uh, we got a we got a bunch of stuff happening down here. I'm wait. We're kind of waiting to see if the hammer is going to drop here in Ecuador today. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I heard about that last uh, last Friday. I guess you were saying. Yeah, I mentioned it last Friday, and then it kind of died down over the weekend. Except that uh, there's been uh, some preparatory stuff over the weekend. The, uh, the, I guess the battle cry, if you will, or the the Indians are coming down from the mountains, and thousands of indigenous people. I, I'll, 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 let me readjust that. Tens of thousands of indigenous people. Are marching to Quito from all, all over the country up here in the mountainous region, and I'm not oh. sure what the rest of this will be. I mean, it's not like uh, uh, it's not like Sitting Bull or anything. Ah. I mean, it's a bunch of little old, short, kind of heavy weight ladies with all these colorful, all this colorful clothing on. It's not all women, obviously, but they stick yeah. out because they dress in, as opposed to Argentina, which was the, they their societal dress mode is the most drab of any place I've ever been in the world. I mean, I it was really noticeable to me for being there as long as I was, especially during the winter. All you see is gray, black, brown, dark green. They don't wear anything colorful, usually. And up here, the indigenous people are like rainbow people. Everything's colorful, you know and bright colors and shawls and patterns and and, and beautiful uh, art artisan work here but uh quite a stark difference between the two but they've got all that kind of stuff on they stick out like a sore thumb um it may be uh, my uh my my landlord got a hold of me it's a sunday morning okay usually you get up and it's slow and all that and uh Nine o'clock and we can you leave in fifteen minutes? We need to get to the store. Well, hell, grocery stores all over the country uh, The shelves are cleaned out, just like uh down in Florida with a hurricane or in Atlanta with an ice storm coming uh and uh it's so i don't know I was glad we went, had a little food anyway, but uh he loaded up, and we'll see what the week brings don't know if there's going to be any kind of disruptions in the form of the traffic or maybe them getting messing with the internet lines or the power stations or cell phone hell who knows you know so anyway it's uh, i'm out in the country a little bit i don't see or feel any of it if it wasn't for people telling me about it and it being in the news but there's one story i heard about that was kind of kind of sad last week was this couple that had planned a european vacation for quite some time, saved up, bought the plane tickets, all that stuff, made long-range plans, uh, had taken the their children over to the uh, the, uh, keep them, whoever's supposed to keep them, the grandparents or something. They drove all the way here and they're going to the airport on the Ninth New Highway and it was blocked with these demonstrators. So they had to get off the highway, go back, find another way around it to get to the airport and they get to the airport and find out the damn flight was canceled. It was a KLM flight. So, man, their whole long-term planned vacations was shot because of that. what happened. I think that was last thursday that happened so anyway there's some repercussions we'll see what happens i'm not expecting you know i feel like uh uh general george custer you know indians What Indians? (laughs) so we'll see doc what goes on uh anything else interesting i mean it's a, a lull before the storm obviously and uh trump's as if the first bogus whistleblower wasn't enough uh trump has got uh uh, a second one that's bellied up since last night, and or since Saturday, and uh, he, uh, supposedly maybe the the rumor is it might be John Bolton. Uh, so the deep state is really panicking to go to these extremes. The extreme that they've gone to when Russia Gate failed, it's about to be exposed because the reports from a Barr and uh, and the other. Uh, bulldog u.s attorney i think his name's durham maybe we'll call him bull durham Barr and bull durham uh uh, their efforts are uh, about to start reaching some fruit and uh there's a bunch of culpable people up there in dc that are really really scared and justifiably so although a few years in prison they ought to be scared because they're about to get hung quite Quite honestly, they want to throw the treason word at Trump. And uh, if there's any treason, it's been going on for a long time. And we know how far here because of the things we know and understand that this goes all the way back to the middle of the 1800s. Because it becomes absolutely... The deeper you get into this and the more you see and see other pieces of information that may at first look even uncorrelated, but they're confirmatory. And the more information that you absorb, the more study that you do, the more time that you put into this, I don't believe you can come to another conclusion than that this Travesty that we call the Civil War, Darrell accurately renamed it the War to Bring in the Civil Law, uh, the War of Northern Aggression. There's been a, a a number of different labels for it, but the whole thing was set up to put that Fourteenth Amendment in place so they could pull this off. And I don't. I, I'll I'll sit up and argue that point with anybody. And uh, so. That's the degree of evil, and that's why I said you got to respect these bastards. The, uh, the, the respect that you can give them, even though it's absolutely, totally negative, and I wholeheartedly understand that, allows you to assume and maintain your stance and position. And the one thing that they are scared to death of is truth. And this whole uh, episode, or, uh, well... It ain't even an episode, Ben. It's been going on since the day after this guy was elected. All this been going on. What's it? Three, three and a half years? Three years? It's ridiculous. Um so there but the good side is as they always do and as history tends to prove out it's the snake eating its tail because there they have to use fraud or deceit or some type of 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 not correct way to get their results and because of that they continue as it becomes exposed because they can't continue it forever And it becomes more and more exposed, and they become more and more desperate, and it caves in on them, and that's the snake eating its tail, and it's happened. You know, I heard somebody the other day put a number on it, and I thought I'd remember it. A hundred and something, uh, I don't remember where it was, but I saw the exact number of the times in the other countries around the world throughout history that these people have tried this, become exposed, the white man that's why they hate the white man so much is stood up threw their asses out should have hung them should have should have taken care of them way back then we wouldn't have the problem now but he'd stand up get them out of the country and take and remold the society without them and like i said now this isn't chopped chicken liver this happened over a hundred times in history i wish i could remember the number like 109 119 something like that so it's they can't they can't help it. It's the scorpion on the old frog's back. They're on the side of the you know carry me across, carry me across. You'll sting me? No, no, I wouldn't do that. He gets on there, stings him. He he goes as he's going down, dies. I thought you said you wouldn't sting me. He said I just couldn't help it. it it's their nature. They're taught this. Either it's in their DNA. Maybe that's why they want to stay so tight ethnically and want to mix everybody else. It's in their DNA, and it's in those real formative years, those first few years when they're being pablum-fed that stinking sorry Talmud. That, that, that is, a, that is a, a guttural book, and it's repulsive, and that's what they base their whole deal on. So, you know, people are going to find out again. Here it is 2,000 years ago. Jesus was telling them about it and railing and all, you know, all that happened back then. Well, same thing's happening now. Same bunch is doing it, and the same thing's going to happen. They're going to crumble in under themselves, but now it's not one guy. It's a whole bunch of people that know what's going on. And a whole bunch of people are up on these different little pulpits and these little podcasts and these little video channels and these little shows like this one and all these kind of things. And there's there's thousands of them all over the globe that are up there shouting the message from the rooftops. Well, they're doomed. They know it. I would love to have had privy to some of their conversations up there on the seventh floor as these affidavits started hitting them a few years ago because every time and that's why i encourage people to do that if you know i'm I'm never going to tell you to do it i'll try and encourage you soothe your fears and help educate you and give you the strength internally and everything else that it takes to take that step and want to be free i can't give you the desire i can do all the rest of it i can't do anything too much with the desire that's between you and the big guy because there's a lot of people that just oh that's okay I want to be in the system well uh, that's all right. eh, eh." whatever their reasons when they have the chance to achieve freedom they back away interesting isn't it Doc did you just call in are you still with us did you hang up it looks like I see your picture there did you go away I guess he went away. Um uh, so uh nobody else wants to know Shane, no Chris, no none of these guys. Gosh, I wonder if John's gonna be with Is everybody all right up there? I muted out, oh. uh Roger. I okay. had I had to I had to snort. Okay, well uh all right. Well I I'll I'll let that lie. Uh <laughs> okay. Um you know, you could go snort what? Uh, let's see here. No, no.
3: but anyway. No. Well, I That's mean, hell,
2: y- you're in California. What do you expect me to ask? Now, let's see. Yes.
3: No, 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 no. I, don't go that route.
2: Okay, all right. Well, just uh, thanks for letting us know. I just had to query. Daryl did finally get in there. Somehow the electronics worked. Hey, buddy, what's going on?
4: Hey, well, it's, it's been a long <laughs> No long week uh, here, last week or so, a lot of
3: long hours.
2: Yeah, we didn't I hear was, from you. I was up last. Till after. Couple yeah. of nights a couple of days we didn't yeah. hear from you at all. Kinda unusual. I guess everything's all right.
3: Hello, Daryl.
4: Yeah, I, hey hey D P. Uh I uh yeah, I, I I got a lot of work here and I I got a DHL courier coming here any any minute to pick up a box to go into the Netherlands, I was up up at midnight last night finishing the details on that. So, uh, so much for, it's always fun running your own show, you know. Uh, but you, you're bringing up some interesting things here this morning. I'm just uh, kind of rambling. While I
2: was. You know, I am r- I feel right You know, in many ways, emotionally, I feel wrung out. You just can't keep following. There's so much stuff happening, and it's all so damn important. We all know where it's going, and it's kind of like, well, we'll just sit back and, you know, puff on the pipe, drink some coffee, and see what the hell shoe's going to fall next.
4: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I I met you, you know, at the uh, Chinese buffet, and you had your pipe, and I got my cigar. So I, I guess that 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 are sort you, of puts us into does the. Mean, uh,
2: does that mean both of us are orally fixated?
4: I, I, uh, I, I would uh, I would be inclined to say that that's a that's a, <laughs> that's, a that's an appropriate way to put it. Yeah. 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 So, <clears throat> well, listen you you're bringing up you're bringing up some very important things here. And um you're talking about the fourteenth Amendment there, which is always good. Um but listen, uh I spend a lot of time in the old stuff.
2: That's where it is.
4: And uh uh I go back to uh this this thing that uh, people want to uh turn into a uh a demigod, which is their U S constitution. And, uh, here's, here's some more, um, here's some more of this, uh, dialectic or, uh, you know, taking a becoming nostalgic and romantic about something that you don't understand. And it's intense. And, uh, you know why would why would a, a ostensibly Christian people think that Freemasons, Deists, atheists, and agnostics would create a Christian government? <laughs> why is that? Because well, I, mean, I was a that was a. Uh, Uh, rhetorical question well they would do that because they've uh, been conditioned to think that from the pulpit and from their parents and uh nothing could be further from the truth
2: and it was somewhat of an illusion uh, from the start wasn't it it had pockets well, of reality uh, but it was somewhat yeah. of an illusion from the start. By the way, Darrell, I want to say your fidelity is excellent today. I don't know if you're standing under the door or you got your mm-hmm. hand on the antenna or what, but well, you sound great and there's no echo, it's crystal clear. It's almost like a digital, pure digital feed.
4: Well, wow. well, let's uh let's thank the uh the tech lords for that today. Um so, if we go back to the articles, uh, well, the uh, uh, of the confederation, uh, the uh, articles of confederation, and so people don't realize uh, it, it. Sort of has to be put trotted out and put in front of them that that prior to the Constitution, we were a confederacy. <laughs> Hence. Hence, the Confederate uh, government under Jefferson Davis, because they were operating under the principles of uh, of the Confederacy, and, and in, the, in the Articles of the Confederacy, uh, in order for you uh, to represent, uh, if you were from a state, in order to represent that state, you had to take two oaths. You had to take an oath to your state, and you had to take an oath to the God of Abraham. (laughs) Okay? And uh, I can read you a, I can read you, it's a a sort of a long paragraph, but I can read you an oath that uh, if you were in Delaware, you would have had to have taken And here it is, it says, Every person who shall be a chosen member of either house or appointed to any office or place of trust before taking his seat or entering upon execution of his office shall take the following oath or affirmation. If conscientiously scrupulous of taking an oath to wit, I will bear true allegiance to the Delaware state. Notice it didn't say the state of Delaware. Uh, I will submit to its constitution and laws and do no act wittingly whereby the freedom thereof may be prejudiced. And also make and subscribe the following declaration to wit, I do profess faith in God the Father and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, and in the Holy Ghost, one God, blessed forevermore. And I do acknowledge the holy scriptures of the Old and New Testament to be given by divine inspiration and all offices shall also take an oath of office. Uh, the Constitution of Vermont in 1777 was not much different. Uh, I can go on. I think you get the import of, of uh, another reason why uh, they were in uh, opposition, the Federalists, to... Uh, uh, the the uh, Articles of Confederation, and and notice that in uh, the Constitution it says uh, you'll make no uh, um, uh, no uh, pretests, uh as for you know religious uh, no religious tests. Well, this is directly opposite of uh, what the Articles confederation contained and uh the the tenets upon which the the original contest was waged so uh, uh, under the constitution uh, uh, uh James Madison um and Mr uh, Alexander Hamilton uh I say and have been conferring with some other wise men that the the idea of a feder a federation and federal superior federation was well in the works uh prior to the fourteenth Amendment.
2: Oh, without a doubt. How I about was, them Apple? Uh, yeah, there's no doubt it was from the inception of the country. That was just the accumulation of it after they'd failed a few times. Um and that's very insightful, that oath to Delaware, and I guess probably all the states. What hit me, as it was saying, the Delaware state, is as we look at other countries around the world, we don't say the state of Germany, the state of France, unless you're talking about the yellow vests or uh, the immigration problem or something. All those foreign countries are always, except except the state of Israel, re- referred to as the country first and then state second. We got a, a somebody called in with a number. I can't identify seven two five welcome aboard. What's on your mind? That was good, Daryl hello seven two five did you is it just a wrong number here and you go, what are these guys talking about or what seven area code seven two five you just wanna sit there or we'll continue. I was just trying to recognize you, okay. Be the guy in Los Angeles. Hello? I'm, I, mean, Hello. Get, I mean, you took the time to call in. You're sitting there. Can you answer?
0: Uh, I'm trying to.
2: Okay. Oh, that's Chris. Mm-hmm. I can hear him, idea. but boy, you sound like you're in another galaxy.
0: Uh, Well, I probably am, as a matter of fact. A different state of mind, at the very least. Uh, Dress through to a guy, and uh, the new phone. Don't know what it does or not, but I am on the headset this morning just in case. And this is a dedicated phone, so I don't have to report in to the powers that be or the deep state. What I'm calling.
2: Well, it's got a terrible audio loop. I don't know if there's some way of a volume adjustment or whatever. Usually, cell phone microphones are incredibly sensitive, but that one is, uh, pretty faint, Chris. Well, there, now we're getting, where's the, let's see where that crackle's coming from. Jeez, almighty. I'll tell you. Uh, well, while Chris messes with that, um, Daryl that was quite insightful. So you've been, you've been reading old documents over the weekend?
4: Yeah. <laughs> But deep deep into deep into what the uh, the learned uh, professors uh, uh, don't uh, bring forward how many I mean think of the import of this how many times over the last or over the course of your life have you heard people pontificate and bloviate about the nature of what this creation uh, was supposed to be Okay, and nobody ever brings out these O's. Nobody, you never, you never heard this before. I never heard this before. Okay, this is this is the rewriting and obfuscation of history that's gone on for literally hundreds of years, people. Yeah. And and so with this in mind, you you that should that should give you pause, and and realize that uh, even at this level. Uh, we're still finding out more truths, and we have to keep an open mind. Yeah, I mean, I do. I have to keep an open mind to this.
2: Okay. You know, I mean, they've been stealing documents out of archives for a long time. I mean, it was just evidence. Not, uh, was it Burger? Berger was Sandy Berger was the guy in the Clinton administration that got caught red handed with some kind of archive documents that he's stealing out of the National Archives. They were stuffed down his pants, right next to his little circumcised yeah, little he, old pecker.
4: Yeah, he should be he should be ass ashamed of himself.
2: And well, I know he, he, he <laughs> you know, he should have certainly got more than a slap on the hand and a reprimand that he got. Uh but a lot of these documents that you see referred to in Patriot stuff, uh, uh the Ben Franklin quote about why not to let the Jews in the country. Uh and, and all those used to be documents before they were stolen. So they've been painting history mm-hmm. for a long time, man. But th- they're gonna get yeah, ben ultimately Franklin made the- They're gonna get ultimately exposed this time. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Darrell. We got a little lag there. You go ahead, Ben Franklin. Yeah, was... just a
4: little bit. Well, well, when when Ben Franklin made that quote, it was uh, uh, inventory that approximately 200 uh, Jews were in the country at that time, and he was raising the warning. <laughs> well, do, do you think he had prior knowledge uh, from their uh, behavior in England? Well,
2: sure he did. Or how about the other 109 so, countries? At probably not as many at that point. Well, uh,
4: I, I, it, they, since they don't feel ashamed, uh, you know, they, they wave that around as, as something that we're, uh, other peoples are supposed to be guilty about, never acknowledging uh, their behavior. Okay, <laughs> so it, uh, you know, uh, other peoples are generally, uh, in, in my experience in life, have been pretty easy to get along with, if you don't take advantage of them, and and so you have to you have to acknowledge the behavior, and uh, yes, until we.
2: It's the Talmudic, uh, yeah. it's the Talmudic predatory stance that they're taught from the time you teach out of any kind of book that this is you're a predator. Not only that, you're racist because you're so special, you're better than everybody else, and you're better than everybody else because you're a predator with no morals or ethics. That's what they're taught. Well,
4: thanks for bringing that up. Because uh, that thought, that thought went through my brain over the weekend too, and uh, what came out of that was in relationship not to them but to uh, other peoples. And, and here's the fact, uh, and it's based upon what you just said, which is they've been trained for millennia, not millennia, millennia to uh, think, feel, and believe this way, and they indoctrinate their children in this. They indoctrinate their children and subsequent generations into mind-to-mind combat. They are highly skilled.
3: Could I add something? Uh, Yeah. uh, Well, please. Yeah, I come across where it says the evangelical clergy is worshiping the two-headed goat, the
2: rapture and the Zionists. Just thought that was my two cents. Well, I totally agree with that. they That's how they've neutered the Christian community. You know, in yeah. the Revolutionary yeah. War, the the preacher would preach a message and take off his black cloak and he'd have his uh, military garb on underneath. He'd go lead the battalion. Yeah. Uh, and now they've the, been just the, pra- the absolute- rope. Yeah, the black robe. What they call black robe brigade?
4: Yeah, yeah, black robe brigade. So, so when when you uh, understand your uh, adversary here, your opponent, uh, your oppressor, is that they've been at this and refined this for thousands of years in exactly what they're doing now. This is mind to mind combat. and and then you get people out here, uh, other peoples, uh, whatever, uh, society, group, uh, ethnicity, uh, belief system, they become slightly aware of this uh, situation, and after a week they think they've got it figured out, and and that they can't be tricked anymore. Well, you're underestimating the respect of your of your adversary, uh, you know uh, the we, we talk a lot here about the dialectic, Roger. You you like to do that, and I, I think, think it's of, important.
2: Well, it's the whole thing's based. And on. It's
4: div- dialectic, I'm sorry, uh, dialectic is divide and conquer. Okay, now here's now when you bring up the the idea of divide and conquer, the concept. Most people think would think along these lines. Okay, uh, so I'll throw this in. Uh, they would think of like uh, Protestant Catholic, divide and conquer. Um, black versus white, divide and conquer. Um, men so versus, on and so men, forth.
2: Men versus and, women, old yeah. versus young. Right. Uh, you e- know
4: exactly. This is. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. This is the dialectic. This is the binary. Uh, mind loop that you're conditioned to be put in you're trained to do it now what people don't realize is they divide and conquer your mind on a on a micro scale and this is what enslaves your mind because they divided and conquered your mind into the binary closed loop system where you aren't objective and you're not open minded yep. to think through it you, you reach, and so you, you run around ranting and raving and yelling and extorting and being outraged about your own cognitive dissidence, your own divided and conquered mind, and, and you're very predictable when you do this. Uh, and they, so it, divide and conquer happens on a macro scale. It also happens on an individual scale.
2: You know, uh over the weekend here with all the chatter in Ecuador on the, this uh series of events here and people in our little expat forum were talking about how the Indians are so mindless and this, that and the other and uh and the whole this whole thing in Ecuador now, keep in mind is triggered by just well I guess you could call it a substantial rise or a little bit more in diesel, from my understanding, and I think regular fuel is going to go up 25% or something. And all of this commotion over – I mean, I understand the implications and all that, but the degree of the reaction to me has been a little out of proportion, and I see the herd mentality, you know, and I see it and have seen it in our country with this information right here for many years, so I'm quite – uh, aware of it, and uh, something interesting—how humans are, isn't it? Let me, Daryl. Let me check in on Chris and see if he's got his audio straightened out at all. Chris, are you any better?
0: Well, you'll have to tell me. No, I can't. You no, yourself.
2: no, you're you're so faint, you're almost inaudible. Well, can you use your other phone to call in and get past that code thing?
0: Well, let's see if I unplug this make a difference i can not you for sure uh, i unplugged the headset from this new device and it's uh, although it calls in clearly it seems to have some audio difficulties but there's some
2: getting me at all you 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 improved when you unplugged the headsets were though well let me ask you a question were those the headsets that came with the phone
0: no, this was the good set that I had purchased uh, off the shelf at Fry's beforehand, with a genuine headset with a microphone attached and all that good stuff. Well, but,
2: uh, neither one of them sound very good. Uh, if you could, you called in the other day on the old phone. If you could do that, it, it might might help. But it's even garbled because there's a little bit of garbling in the what I'm hearing in the background talking to you.
0: Huh. I will uh, try to hang up and let, call on the other phone and see if I can press the little number and let them know where I'm at and do what I'm saying. It's going to be important stuff. I'll call back in.
2: Okay, and I'm sorry to ask you to do that, but, man, it didn't sound as bad to you guys as it did to me.
4: Yes, it was It was pretty much uh, R2-D2.
2: Yeah, okay, or, or sub-R2-D2. Sub Let's uh, let's switch a little bit of horses. I should wait till Chris gets in because I think he's interested in this too. But I think I got a pretty interesting testimonial, and there's only one thing that it can be attributed to, and that's stem enhance. Okay, um, and I've I've had up to last week. We talked about it a bit last week. And I know John. I guess John's going to be with us today. We'll probably talk about this too. Because now here comes Mister Chris coming back in. So let's see how. How this is, so you got you, man, you you maneuvered the numbering sequence missed call now i 'm getting the missed call thing again, and he doesn 't join us, but then he but then it looks like he comes in i 'll tell you what I sure wish we could get some of this stuff straight and i 'm sorry chris 's situation is such. he just refuses to load Skype uh, and not realizing because he says i 'm not going to let them know because they asked for your missed call again jeez Almighty! and he refuses to load skype i said i got him on the phone i said chris they can triangulate you off three cell phone towers i don't care but yet you with what all he's been through and the crap they've put him through you can't really hold hold that against him you know um yeah Jesus, I'll tell you. All right, well, here he comes. I, I have he, a little. All right, he just, he's, chosen, he's chosen to listen and not participate. But, Chris, it, it, I, I answered it, and I got the same missed call crap again.
0: Yeah, it's doing the same crap. Even though I comply with the linguistic demands, that I press a certain number to identify myself to connect
2: oh well uh sorry man you'll just have to be a little bit mute and maybe scream into the microphone if you want to add something let me go into this chris i was going to say i had a a, i think i've gotten the only thing i can attribute it to is stem enhance a hell of a testimonial here from over the weekend um i've told you all about my my little uh avocado tree garden outside my door and this uh uh Uh, canopy is a good word of about 25 feet of avocado trees and i've been wanting to hang a hammock out there well i finally got a hold of a hammock a couple of weeks ago somebody brought me one down from quito so i didn't have to go all the way up there just to get a hammock and uh and i was working on getting it hung and so uh then you got to find the right hardware store that's got what you want even simple hooks and stuff is a challenge in living outside the country at times and so we found one and went over there and bought some rope and bought some hooks and i came home that as friday and then saturday i was gonna just hang my hammock in the morning and um i had to get uh one of the screws went in real easy into the avocado tree there uh where somebody cut off a limb and there's a, a blunt end and it went in pretty easy the other one w- had to go into another tree over there, and I couldn't get the screw started. So I had to call my landlord, ask him if he had a a drill uh, <laughs> where I could start a pilot hole, and he did, and we did, and got the little hook screwed in there, and I had the uh, hammock inter, interspersed with some nylon rope there with a and, and tied nylon rope together like you do monofilament lines so you can have some adjustments on it, and... So I get all that done, and he gets in it, and he's kind of a smaller guy. And he, it, he gets out and says, that's great. It's about the right distance, about a foot off the ground. Well, I get in it, and my fat older self, and it pulls the damn hook straight because <laughs> I didn't get a heavy enough one. And all of a sudden, I fell about a, more than a foot and landed right on the upper part of my pelvis, not on the fatty part of your butt now, where you've got a little bit of cushion, but right on that bone on the upper pelvis, and it was a pretty hard fall. He was standing right there and it knocked my glasses off, and I felt it obviously, and then uh, uh, so, but everything was pretty much all right, and later on in that day and that night i was I was sore, and he wrote me a message that night, he said, "I'll bet you're going to be real sore tomorrow morning." And you know, I woke up Sunday, Daryl, and it was like nothing ever happened. I can reach back and touch my pelvis, and I can barely feel that anything happened at all. And the pain Saturday night now, I could feel it, but it wasn't too severe. But I could tell I'd had an incident, and the next day, there's nothing there. I'm 71 years old, man. That kind of stuff doesn't happen.
4: Wow. Yeah. Well, um, that, that's encouraging.
2: Yeah. uh, And I got no, I can attribute it to nothing else. Okay. I got Uh a quick one, Roger. Yeah. Doc.
3: Yeah. Is that, uh, I've been on it for a while because I have Bell's palsy and I walk, I finally got up where I was walking 30 minutes a day yesterday for some reason or another, I felt extra good and I got out on my normal 30 minute walk and I did it in 38 minutes, but that's not all is that by 4 o'clock, I felt like another walk again. And so I did the same 30 minutes, and that was two in one day. And so, anyhow, that's on
2: fans How long have you been uh, taking it, and how are you taking it? Are you taking the regular dose? Have you accelerated it? What's, how are you handling it, Doc?
3: Yeah, i, I got the joint uh, stuff, too, and, and I take it uh, three times a day. And then after I do my walk, I take two more after I do my walk to build it up again. But, uh, and then, but I'm telling you, it was, my wife was even amazed.
2: Well, that's pretty cool. Uh, listen, there's one thing I, the conclusion I've come to in less than a month is this stuff's for real. Okay. I mean, yep. I've had i t- I've got five different areas of my health that have, improved and i mean a couple dramatically within less than a month taking this product now i'm taking two or three doses a day depending on when i can think about it and i've got an empty stomach and i've added and i've been on liposomal vitamin c for a while and i've been on uh, c60 for a while so those two things are there i need to add at least the collagen in And I'd I'd like to get a hold of some K2 vitamins, but I don't know if I can get any of those down here readily. But I can get collagen, and that's supposed to be another real, real big advantage if you're taking it.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm taking collagen too.
2: But, uh, boy, I'm impressed, okay? Uh, I, I was feeling for so many months so strung out, and I'd get so tired, man, on these Tuesdays where we have lunch and go grocery shopping and all that. By the end of the day when I got home at 6 o'clock, I mean, I was just absolutely ready to hit the bed and go to sleep. And I, at the, now in the afternoon, I feel good. I I just feel whole. I don't know any other way to describe it than that I feel whole, and I didn't feel whole before. And if these little pills and whatever they're doing in there – can basically do the same thing that that whole longevity regiment did that I'm so favorable to when I can get my hands on it, because that's about as I feel about as good as when I was on longevity regular. So I'm very impressed with this stuff. And uh, uh, that little incident over the weekend—I mean, I got up Saturday and uh, Sunday and consciously put my hand back there, and and it, it felt just like normal. And and I, that that shocked me because that shouldn't be. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, listen. Uh, I, I have a, uh, I have an anecdote too. Uh, my my wonderful dog hurt her right rear. Uh oh. And was not improving. And I put her on uh, Stem Enhance. And uh, for the last week, and she's getting a lot better right away.
2: Um, Let me suggest something, too, because a lot of people are very interested in their pets. And and this does have, I hear and understand, a really positive, like you're talking about, Mike, my landlord, Patrick's father, that's down here for another couple of weeks anyway. He's got a black lab that he's had since it was a puppy. It's nine years old. He's he's the one that's carrying it back on the plane, Daryl, on that whatever it is. Uh, program yeah a soothing adult program yeah. or whatever they call it i can't remember what they call it uh support this is support yeah, your support emo- critter emotional support yeah. animal yes well so he's yeah. trying to keep Blackie because the other one had uh, the other lab that had a female and it had a hip displacement which they're prone to do and he had to put her down here about a month or so ago and they're still uh, affected by that and he wants to keep this one so last week at the store we all we bought uh, bone bags we usually do for the dogs anyway but specific bone bags with not too much meat on them and he cooked it found a pressure cooker and cooked those rascals down and he said it had a couple inches of fat on the top and this congealed broth underneath and he got the fat out of there and uh, was uh, dipping the broth out and putting it on the dog's food. And he said the dog loved it. So between, I think maybe even because that type of uh, a relatively inexpensive uh, remedy, or maybe even collagen plus the stem enhance. What did Pat tell me? Half a half a pill a day.
4: Yeah, uh, I, I slipped it into a. Uh... i core a weenie out and stick it in there for yeah. and uh mm-hmm. so
2: we'll we got, to work
4: on animals too
2: it's uh it's something that uh, is very promising all of us want to feel better period and uh, you know help uh, uh maybe even retain your youth and regrow some of these pieces that are a little worn out at our advanced ages and uh uh, it's a, a darn good product. It seems like a very good company, and uh, if if you want to get out and you like helping people, is a hell of a, a business opportunity here too. Uh, now I'm I signed up under yeah. Harvey, and and who's under Pat and and Darrell's friend, our mutual friend, uh, John and. Uh, John and Kathy are doing it off uh, on their own. I think Jim Ram is working with them. But if you're interested in getting into this and you'd like to get in uh, on our side here, I'd say at this point, just send me an email to, at at at, uh, at com and I'll go through. I've been very negligent in just letting Harvey handle everything, and I'm going to have to get back there and learn the back office and all that kind of stuff and take that off of his shoulders and do it myself because I'm getting pretty enthused about the product with these personal uh, testimonials and the the difference that I feel in this short a time now. I hadn't even been on this stuff for a month, Harvey. Harvey. Daryl.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I... uh... Listen, I, I still have some aches and pains, but if uh, if you would hang around here for a week and see what kind of work I do up and down and lifting and carrying and long hours, uh, uh, you know, I dare say most men my age can't do that. <laughs> I, I know a lot of young men that can't do it.
0: I'm sure. So,
3: uh, I heard oh, no. I heard Ray Mike yeah. say that you need to exercise till you hurt. So the cells will go ahead for that hurt to fix. Well,
4: I, I guess I've been doing that. I, yeah. I told Harvey and Pat, I told Harvey and Pat when they were over here, I, I said, listen, I, I don't need to go to the gym to work out. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Uh well, was, Roger, that, uh, was that the first
2: time you had a chance to meet Pat face to face?
4: Yeah, yeah, we've been we've been swapping phone calls and emails for a couple of years. I, I don't think it was any big surprise when we when we met each other. Uh, he 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 looks and sounds like an airline pilot.
2: <laughs> he does. That's a very good description. He's a heck of a yeah, good guy. Yeah, and.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh-huh. I uh, cool. some of these I, relationships,
2: I, some of these personal relationships that I had gained back in those days of CCG in Atlanta back in the nineties. Uh, I'm living here with Jack uh, in 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 the same town area in Ecuador. Uh, Brent Bachman, our uh, our our good guy that was a bus driver back in Atlanta I think he still does that uh, profession out in Las Vegas he's still with us uh Harvey's still around Tom Schram still around uh, uh these are uh, you know uh, we've lost a couple of folks that uh, aren't still with us unfortunately but uh those relationships have lasted for many years you'll notice people that step through this veil is as you try and alert your other previous friends from your preview from your life to that point, maybe even your family, you're going to get alienated from many of them. And what i found over the years is that this information separates friends from acquaintances. And then you really get with these people that think like you do and feel like you do about things that are super important in life. And you find out what true friends are.
4: Yeah, well, it's, uh, you know it passes the the uh, smell test on the phrase "kindred spirit." and uh, uh, so you know that gets thrown around a lot, and uh, i'm I'm very careful about who I associate with and uh, mm-hmm. have proven themselves to be steady and consistent.
2: Yeah. as I got into this, the my my rule of thumb was you back, especially back when there were there were more paranoid days, was can I put my back against yours in a foxhole? That was my litmus test.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, my I guess my litmus test is would uh, would I share a cockpit with you
2: by choice? Yeah, <laughs> well, about the same thing. About the same thing. Did you like yeah. my analogy yeah. with you earlier in the program about running this show must be in some semblances like flying an airplane?
4: I mean from the from the standpoint that there are uh any number of critical things that need your attention, are requesting your attention and uh should have your attention. So there's it's um uh, going back to human factors and how the human mind and body actually work, there's no such thing as multitasking. This is a misnomer, but you can juggle. Uh, and this is this has been proven out many, many times uh, that multi multitasking does actually actually does not occur. Uh, it's just that everything that's trying to be accomplished at once is degraded to a degree. And, uh, unless you completely overload yourself, uh, you, you're not really aware of it, but you can juggle and, and, and juggling is uh, perfectly appropriate because that's, we do a lot of that in the, uh, in the airplane. You, you
2: know, know, I remember when I was a kid and I've talked about it on the air a few times, Watching that guy and watching Ed Sullivan on Sunday nights, really big shoe. And I'm old enough to have those memories. And the one guy that always amazed me was that guy that would get a buffet table out there and have all those plates spinning on those sticks and keep them all spinning. I mean, there's like 25 or 30 of them, if I remember right, on those tables. I'm sure you can find some that yeah. video on YouTube. And uh, that's that's, yeah. they, that's kind of even – I guess you'd say a more complex uh, uh, than juggling, but along the same lines. But, yeah, Yeah. you you can't have, and I thought you made a good point, you can't focus your attention on one thing without something else being degradated. Uh, Speaking of, I I reached out to John, and he said he's going to join us in a few minutes, so maybe we'll get John, maybe we'll get John and Kathy. don't know what they got on their mind, went and hadn't had – I guess John is distracted in his flying lessons these days, or something. We can catch up on that. But uh, anyway, he'll be joining well, us. A... I think here in a minute. You're cutting out occasionally. You're real good. Your fidelity's great. And then here, as in the last ten, fifteen minutes, uh, you'll get some interruptions, and you're gone for a second. But that's okay. We can work. Oh, on I'm it. sorry. Well, that's not your fault. It's just um, an observation on the. There's, technology.
4: there's another. Yeah. There's another principle along this line of conversation, the uh, the Heisenberg principle, and uh, this was a uh, this was you know one of our brainiacs, and he came out, with and uh, so far I can't really uh, refute it. Uh, I sort of agree with it, which is that the more you know about any one thing. It means the less you know about something else.
0: It's <laughs> interesting,
4: and and uh, you know, the, there is an argument there that knowing a lot about one thing, uh, you can evaluate other. Th- so uh, uh, this is this is uh, I, t- I took the of the more you know about one thing, the less you know about something, other things, to be uh, uh, an, an individual who is uh, objective and uh, looks at things from a sort of a renaissance point of view where you take in a lot of varied information that you can parse through. It, which it runs counter. Uh, see, people aren't educated this way anymore in Latin and grammar, um, and uh, they're specialized into uh, sort of a cult, analyzed, uh, absolutely dialectic of the Renaissance thinking uh, and scope and abilities. So if you looked at the, the people that initiated this country, uh, its government and the different forms of taking, they, they were of a Renaissance, uh, level of, of education and, uh, and they started early. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, if you're in your thirties and, and you don't need much school and you don't need much arithmetic. Who sung that song, you know, you're, you're the music guy Pink Floyd, we don't need no education. Yeah. Well, you're wrong. You
2: mm-hmm. do. It's just another brick in the wall. Yeah, you're just see. another. Yeah. S- speaking of a brick in the wall, here comes John. So uh, we can get joined by Mr. Casera. hey, John, you with or without Kath today?
5: Uh, without. She okay. is monitoring, but she is on baby patrols.
2: So. Uh oh. Okay. Well, that's good. That's a good duty. Uh, She's welcome. grandma. Welcome, man. That's all there is to it. Uh, Daryl, for what you were saying, you know, I remember back, I heard a guy back in my early networking days. A bunch of these Mormons out of Salt Lake and New Skin, and some of them were just really good speakers. And uh, one of them got up there, and remember this thirty forty thirty something forty years ago, and he got the everything in the world that man had ever known doubled between 1850 and 1925 and then everything from 1925 to like 1950 it doubled and from 1950 to 1960 it doubled so it's getting to a point where everything man has ever known with all this computerization and and all the other factors is getting to the point where professionally at least you've almost got to specialize you can't hardly deal with a lot of these things with just a general Uh, understanding or else you're going to be a manager i guess but there's a a lot of validity to what you're saying about a truly balanced opinion comes when you've got a, a, a good judge in a lot of different areas and can combine all those factors into whatever it is you're looking at and thinking about hey john how you been man
5: you know, I want to second that because it, the true liberal arts education doesn't exist anymore. They've kind of gotten you away from that. They want to push you into specialization. Do you know And
2: that your university, a very heralded university in California, San, Stanford, last week voted to take down all the founders' names from all the buildings and anything else to do with the campus because of what they did to Native Americans?
5: the is in control I don't know what to tell you it's just that's that simple they don't want your history to be available that's why the communists always destroy your history they don't want you to have any reference points yep um the same thing was you know and, and the other thing is is a lot of people have a problem with it because they, they don't know how to read and write and that's what they're taking away from them too the fact they're taking away cursive uh, away from them um that really has a lot to do with thinking, and it has a lot to do with hand-eye coordination and developing your brain. Um, it's um, you, you, And the thing is, everything is going digital so that the government can change whatever it wants to tell you at a whim. It doesn't matter what you look up. You don't know if you're getting the truth or not. All you know is what's in that computer. And I think... And I used to, I used to chide some people about getting degrees in English, but you know what, if if you know how really how that language is constructed, they have a hard time pulling a lot of wool over your eyes. Because you, you can, you can deconstruct the way they wrote that stuff and you can tell a lot from just the way it's constructed.
2: Well, so and they're so, not only working on the primary language level, they're going back and bringing legalese into it and working on that level too.
5: Exactly. Exactly. It's just like when uh, Roosevelt confiscated the gold, right? Everybody didn't have to turn their gold in. But they didn't read it that way. It was different. And those that didn't turn in their gold turned out to be uh, okay and better off. Anyway, well, that's that's the state of the world that we're in right now, and I'm happy to tell you we're fighting our way through it.
2: Oh, the I the more we
1: learn...
5: The more we learn about what you've been teaching all this time, and there are so many people getting active on this level, it's just amazing, and they're just not stopping. You've got Anna Von Wrights out there doing tremendous work on an international basis. Uh, you've got hundreds of other people that are in conferences constantly trying to teach people how to deal with all these different issues. And it seems like the Patriot Movement—you call it the Patriot Movement—you know—it almost bothers me to say it that way. But
2: how about the Freedom Movement? That's
5: better. Something Um, like that.
2: I agree with, you know, I got a message from Eli James uh, about 10 days ago, maybe. And and, and again, uh, after that, he says, I'm becoming very interested in the status argument. And he asked me to, uh, if I wanted to be, uh, if I could be on, it was a Saturday night and I couldn't, but uh, uh, I'm sure that that i will be and he's real interested and that just goes to verify what you're saying it is spreading and and as i thought it would as things continue to get more acute uh so you just sit back and wait for him to be ready yeah and, and god bless anna yeah. von wrights and, and 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 david straight the not the deceased one. god bless him for sure but the new guy that's out there with the same name and this guy mm-hmm. Singleton or whatever his name is, all those people Judges. at least are are incorporating this into what they're proposing and teaching. I guess.
5: Oh yeah, it's 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 really exciting, and some people are going even a little further back than that. So, uh, and there was a, another fellow out here, and I I don't know why I can't remember his name. He was a, he's an Indian guy. He was a lawyer.
2: Oh yeah, that had the whole school out there in California. Yeah, for a lot of. Years. Yeah, he still does. Yeah.
5: Yes, did. And they disbarred him, right, because he was winning too many cases against the IRS. Uh, That was was why they did. They came up with some other trumped up reason, just like they're doing with Trump, to get rid of him. Uh, He almost died here recently, but he's still active. And, um, you know, he always relied on the original documents. I I see so many people that are willing to fight to the death that the Articles of Confederation and Northwest uh, Ordinance Territory Ordinance doesn't exist anymore.
2: (laughs) Well, they're just well, tell them to go to the law library and look in Volume One of the Statutes at Large. They're right there.
5: Yeah, that's what I said. And And the other thing I said is that any any document, any document referring to the original source documents means the original source documents are still active.
2: Right. And you see, what you have to do here is learn your enemy, because they, we, we impute to them being all powerful, all knowing, and all omnipotent, and they're not. They can't pull this off without fraud. There's always fraud involved, and they always veneer over the other because they can't get rid of it. It's you know, in the in the in the more uh, current modern uh dialectic there you can look at the constitution the document daryl was referring to earlier and it's right there there's one in the 13th amendment it's the old system and the new systems are following it in the 14th amendment one of them is there it's plural the other one is it's the jurisdiction thereof and it's singular it's right there in front of you but if you don't know them you don't know what's going on
4: well right uh let me uh let me, uh, interject something here. Uh, uh, goes along with what you're saying. If you, if you look at the preamble, uh, you'll see that it says we, the people, right? We, the people. And when you look at, uh, the 14th amendment section one, uh, uh, it says, uh, all persons born. <laughs> okay. Well, what is it? Are we people or are we persons?
2: <laughs> well, oh, under, this under, is for
4: the 14th Amendment. That's minute.
2: right. Under this system, yeah. your persons, and, and that you know, it goes yeah. back to this education thing. Is why that formula R plus D equals R, and understanding how it works is so operable to your freedom.
4: Well, it goes exactly to that, and what uh, you know reinforces what John just said, and what we were talking about earlier. If if you have. Uh, uh, training in English, uh, you're you're literate at it, and you uh, wouldn't hurt to know some Latin and proper sentence and grammar structure. Then uh, you're going to see a conflict. Okay, you something is these, these things are going to contradict, and then the inquiring mind, the curious mind, the contemplative mind will then posit a question. Okay, uh, at which time you will get an off you score off you an obfuscating answer, which will only heighten your interest.
0: <laughs>
4: but uh, uh, I want to I take this back just a little bit further and bring out a guy that uh, knew what he was talking about. And his name was William Blackstone. And we've all heard of him before, if we've listened to this show for very long. And he has a book called Blackstone's Commentaries. And if you go to page 130, uh, you will find a, uh, a subtitle called v- the lineage, <laughs> the lineage. Mm-hmm. And and this is this is talked about. Uh, I've heard a number of people write and talk about it or throw this term around. Uh, Mr. Uh, William Blackstone goes into great depth and detail and defines the history, the application of this term. and then uh, subsequently, thereafter, he goes into describing this as it applies to property rights or lack thereof, or the form of property rights. And uh, there's too much here, and you wouldn't let me do it and I wouldn't want, I really don't want to do it, but uh, when you read through it, <clears throat> you find out that this is what you're living under.
2: They just changed the names. Was it wasn't it Blackstone <laughs> that referred to them as the unfree, or was it like Pollock and Maitland, one of those guys? I just don't remember. But one of the references was to and they to the villain called them the unfree, and I've always thought that was about one of the most appropriate terms I've heard attached to it.
4: Yeah. Well, uh you know, uh emancipation isn't what frees you. Munition is. <laughs> so, uh truth,
6: he, truth he, is he,
2: truth, know, uh, truth uh, is what frees yeah.
4: you. Yeah. Well, the 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 word, the word, the word term munition <clears throat> is uh different than emancipation and uh when, uh, you know, Abe Lincoln, uh, the great emancipator emancipated people, he did not provide them with, uh, munition. Uh, uh, so, um, you know, these, these words are important and this is why, uh, as John referred to earlier, uh, a liberal arts,
0: uh, an
4: objective liberal arts education, uh, by uh, people who are interested in independence instead of interdependence or dependence. Well, uh, you know, I, I've always thought. Well, you know, what would you call a particular political party uh, in a future uh, political situation in this country? Well, I, I like the Independence Party because I like to because that is the Dependence Party, and. <laughs> Uh, uh, we we have trained and conditioned people to be dependent. Well, we need the independence party. Uh, and
2: uh, Sounds good to me. So, Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, John, let me ask John a question here and, and switch gears again. Did you hear my uh, STEM enhanced testimonial? I did not.
5: I did not. No, we need to get that down uh, and put it in gold and put it on our website.
2: Well, let me tell you what happened. I told the audience it would be repetitive for them, but I was hanging a hammock finally. I've been working at it to get it down here and get the guy to get it and bring it and all that stuff for weeks. And then then to find all the hardware to go hook it up. So I did that Saturday morning, and I got in it, and I'd gotten the hooks that I hung the rope on to hang it too, uh, too uh, thin. And when my fat butt got in there it it straightened almost straightened the hook out enough where the rope pulled off anyway, and so I fell about a foot or maybe a little more, and I fell pretty hard on my upper pelvis, you know not where the fatty part of your butt is, but where it goes into your back and I kind right. of fell on that part and knocked my glasses off and threw them over the uh, uh, over the patio there a ways i couldn 't find them. Mike had to find them, and that night, I was uh, uh, sore and and he even wrote me that night and said i'll bet you 'll be really sore tomorrow and I woke up sunday and i couldn 't even tell it happened. <laughs> amazing i mean i mean look my pelvis is sore i reach back there and touch it and you don't even realize there'd be nothing to give you a reaction to even know that anything negative happened and there's only one one reason that that could happen because i'm 70 i'm 71 years old man you don't fall that that intense and not feel it that's true so I was uh, pretty impressed <laughs> Sunday morning, to say the least, <laughs> on top of all the other advantages I'm, I'm feeling from the stuff. I just feel better. I feel like I used to, and I feel whole again. Mm-hmm. So,
5: I always uh, watch age, and I watch the number of falls people take because I have found that as a good indicator of they're going to die. Uh, when I see a couple major falls and then the, they have uh, a good uh, period afterwards where they're still aching and having problems and it just begins to deteriorate. I've seen I've seen so many people die that way just from that one one incident. Anyway, I'm glad that uh, it's working for you. Uh, that's fantastic because yeah. we're hearing that all the time. You know, um, I was
2: uh, watching Bill still has been very prolific over the weekend. He had two or three new updates out over this impeachment stuff. And he's promoting another product in one of them, uh, on top of Stem Enhance. It has something to do mm-hmm. with uh, a tie-in with an app on your phone. I, I oh yeah, know. yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah! I just saw him talk about that. Yeah. Huh?
2: So uh, there's a lot of cutting-edge health stuff out there, and it's real cool. Now, in the Stem Enhance, he keeps talking about in those in the little spots he does on his videos about the main base of it is this special algae that only comes from Klamath Oregon only place Correct. in the world they've ever found it mm-hmm. you, you know much about that
5: uh yeah i it's in their videos when you go back and you look at their their actual videos about Lake Klamath and how they discovered all this stuff um, that that happened because of the way that lake has been constructed. And the drainage that comes into that lake, it produces the exact nutrients to, to make that algae prosper. And uh, they even have to watch it because there's other algaes in there too. And they have to test the water every single day to make sure that it's okay because there is a toxic form of algae that grows up there as well. And they don't want it intermixed with what they do. Um, it started when the Indians <clears throat> used to eat it. They would take and harvest a bunch of it and they'd put it out on rocks to dry. And then they would they would save it and keep it and they would put it in their food. And then they also noticed that people who were not surviving and not doing well and the doctors weren't helping them, they began taking it and they began getting improvements from it from there. Well, it went from from there to finding out what is this stuff? What's going on? And this is where.
2: So it was a localized little little, uh, knowledge that just expanded.
5: Right. Right. And so then Christian Pro, the, the other scientists, and a couple others started wanting to know, well, what's in here? What is this stuff? And that's when they started researching it and isolating all the components and stuff that they had, um, that, that what was going on. And uh, if you go to the Stem Cell Healthy website up at the top on the menu bar, uh, there is uh, there are three, three videos up there. And the, the very first thing, what is this? Why do you need it? And, you know, how it works. And those three videos right there talk about Dr. Samuelson, uh, M.D., Ph.D., about stem cells and and the discovery that the stem cells were the nature's healing method that was available all the time to everybody. He wrote his book called Stem Cell Nutrition, and in that book he discusses this algae very particularly about the availability and what it does and how it releases your own stem cells into your system. And then Christian DePro is a scientist that spent a good 20 years studying the, the, the product itself. Uh, I think a good 12 years associated directly with uh, the people involved in creating uh, StemTech and then now now uh, Cerule. And um, then there's that other doctor that maintains quality that's with them. She's a lady. I can't remember her name. But those three videos in a very short order give you a good little background about where this came from and what's in it and why it works and what it does for people. It's really a unique product. Some of the other things that Bill's advertising, now I you understand about Bill here. Bill's getting paid to advertise these things. Sure he is. Okay. That's primarily what it is. And that's why he puts on paid promotion down there. If you'll see, it includes paid promotion. Just so people know that he's getting paid to do this kind of stuff. Uh, but he does not interested in, in, in promoting crap. So he's very careful about what he's promoting. So
2: if he says that some of that's... Well, the credibility. You know, I learned that in the record business because I worked for Mercury Records. Mm -hmm. And I had to call those radio stations every week twice on Monday to promote and then on the follow-up call to find out what happened. Okay? And I had such crappy records for so many years because I worked for Mercury. It has a bunch of 10 ears up there. And... But every Monday, we met at one radio station, and I'd hear every record that was released that week because all the promotion guys were almost required to be there. And we'd all get in a room, a little bitty room. Sometimes there'd be 20, 25 people. And we'd take every 45 that every company released that week because every company was covered in that group and we would put them on one of those spindle record players. So do you remember the 145? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd, you'd get finished playing, and the arm would switch back, and drop one and play the next one. We'd sit there and listen to every record that was released that week virtually all the way through unless it was just a real dog. Okay? And so I've always had an, a barometer with, in, in, with music. When I hear a hit record, the hair on my arm stands up. And it's never Uh been wrong, ever, one time, okay? And so I wouldn't have anything, but I would call all those stations and I'd say, hey, have you heard this? And most of them haven't because they hadn't got around to it or they might not be on that list or whatever. And so I was promoting other people's records. And when I did have a record, they would be predisposed to play it. And I learned that lesson in my 20s that the only thing that you've got in your bag consistently every week is credibility.
5: Well, that's true. Speaking of credibility, I cannot contain myself any longer. Uh oh. You know, so
2: <laughs> can we stand it? I don't know.
5: I'm having trouble. Uh, you got to know, I'm a regular financial guy. I I just don't ever, I never promoted a lot of these different programs and stuff out there. But I don't know if you remember the crowdfunding program a long time ago called We Share that we were involved with. I I mean, I I like crowdfunding because of the tax elements and all that kind of stuff. And that's how I kind of got going in that area. Well, there was a fellow in there that we met by the name of Mark Hamlin. Mark Hamlin is an ex-Marine um he had lots of problems he lost his house i mean he was fighting to save his house he did save it uh he uh, had a bunch of uh, different problems he, he can recount the whole history i just can't remember it because i heard it five years ago but he, he got into network marketing and that's what helped him save his house but he has uh, promoted quite a number of things that have been very good and we've always wanted kathy and i've been wanting to work with him directly in a program and um he, he happened to connect with Kathy here the other day, and he just is involved with something now that is breaking internationally, pays you every single day, and will pay you in Bitcoin if you want it. It's a one-time payment of, of 79 bucks to join the little team. And um, they, as you know, we do get called all the time by all these people promoting these things, and most of the time we just say, no, 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 no. Well, this was Mark. And so... I got a video that I can send out to you and let you watch it and see if it's something you want to get involved with. But Kathy and I ran in both feet. While BCN has slowed down right now, and they're redoing that mine and everything. And Andy is off creating this fantastic e-wallet. We're going to be able to buy and sell our own crypto and has a credit card with it and everything. And this is Andy's creation. All the negatives that we've seen and all these other things are not going to be in there. He's been putting this together for the past year. He'll be back here on the 21st, and hopefully it, it'll be finalized. I think he's inking the contracts on the whole deal right now. But yeah, anyway. Is it
2: going to be his on his own? Is it going to be incorporated into BitClub Network or what?
5: No, 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 no. This is a separate standalone system. It's a separate standalone e-wallet that he created. Probably him and Michael. Um, but this little this little program is associated with some kind of a travel program. The fellow that's been involved with this is a Canadian guy. He lives in... Uh, Conus. He's been doing this for more than 30 years. He's had some programs that have been running for 30 years, and he created this new one. That has been The company's been in operation three years as of December. It's got 130,000 members associated with it, and it is a private travel uh, program. But they've created, Mark has created something called the Zero Unemployment Program because so many people are going out of work and they need money right now. They can't wait. And most people can't do a referral-based business. Uh, for some reason, they join and they expect everybody else to do the referring and they don't do it at all. It's amazing what they've created. All I can tell you is that 79 bucks within a few weeks will generate daily profits. They pay out every 10 minutes of every day between, I think, 8 a.m. on the East Coast and 10 p.m. on the East Coast. Uh, whatever money is in there that comes in, you can take out immediately and spend it. And he's promoting this thing and just launched it. He's bringing in his entire U.S. team today. They are bringing in the Czechoslovakia team tomorrow. You can sell this anywhere you want. You've got you can pay with fiat and collect in Bitcoin. How cool is that? Uh, it's a tremendous deal. So I I'm, I'm excited about it. We're we're doing it. Uh, I can't see not to do it. And all I'm going to do is just send people the video, and if they want to watch it, they can join. If they don't want to, that's fine. too, don't matter.
2: But do you have it? But do you have it up somewhere where people can access it? Or do no, no, I
5: have it? to send it out to people because this is a recording that that Kathy made. Yay! She's learned how to record. That could be dangerous, you know that. But anyway, um, no, she made a video of it. You know, she
2: was on. it. you know the old saying: give a woman an inch, and she thinks she's a ruler. <laughs> I never heard that. <laughs> so beware, John. <laughs> on guard. Uh,
5: no, no. I, I, I will send the video out to anybody. Just you, we transfer and slap an email on there and send it to you. And if you okay. want to join, great. If you don't, okay. no, but I'll well, tell you something. One
2: of our listeners joined because he was sending me a picture of his back office last night. So I guess you're, you're getting the word out.
5: We are. We're doing our best. No, it's real exciting. Uh, we need a little bit of excitement right now to contain ourselves until things happen. You know, it's just like Bitcoin itself. It's it's just like it, it, there's a rubber band and you're just stretching it and you're stretching it and you're stretching it and you're stretching it and you're stretching it and stretching it. And then you stretch it a little more. And you keep stretching it, stretching it. It's, when is this thing going to, is it ever going to break? You know, and then. Boom. I think that's what's happening right now. I think we're sitting on top of a rocket ship getting ready to. There's
2: no doubt because the infrastructure, the it, the little bees are working very, very mightily underneath to build a hell of an infrastructure for this. The rest of it just hadn't caught up yet. Let me ask you. I think I sent you the link on the article. Uh, did Bit Club Network, they didn't have any uh, mining in China in that building that burned down, did they? No. mm Mm-mm. Some big well, mining as you, as you, building for the audience, some big mining building. I saw it over the weekend, caught fire somehow and burned down a whole bunch of hash power, it looked like to me.
5: Well, that just tells me somebody up top wasn't getting paid.
2: That's Could all. Be. In China, there's no telling. Uh, let me tell you something <laughs> else I saw. On the, actually, on the Bill Still video, the last one I saw last night, and he had uh, footage of it. That somebody had taken with a video, of a handheld camera, of a whole bunch of people, I mean, in the thousands in Hong Kong, all singing Hallelujah Lord. And it's the Christian community over there that they're singing. It showed a couple of different settings where they were singing it. But I was kind of shocked. Bill still was, too, actually. Oh, yes, I saw that. I was surprised about that, too. Wow. Wow. I'm sure the Chinese government likes that. I mean, they don't even like Falun Gong around, much less Christians, much less thousands of them out there singing that hymn that I'd never heard before. I guess you could call it a hymn. It was a simple refrain, but it was yeah, obviously I hadn't heard it either. Christian, and and uh, uh, I was kind of startled when he showed that last night. I was actually. When he showed that. Well, you know
5: that they're doing all they can right now. As soon, soon as the uh, the Francis, the uh, apostate pope, uh, turned over the rights to the uh, communists to, to select the bishops, that's what they did in Russia too, in the Orthodox, uh, that was a capitulation. And from that point on, they began uh, really attacking hard on the uh, Catholics over there and uh, home churches and all kinds of other things right. that are Christian.
2: Well, isn't it interesting that evidently the Hong Kong whole thing, protest, was started by the CIA or at least uh, fired up by it and supplied by it and all these many months it's been going on. And here you wouldn't think they would be real Christian-based. And here this uh, uh, Christian-oriented fac- uh, faction has uh, separated out of the protest movement. That's what it looked like and feels like to me.
5: I don't know. I'm not uh, close to what's going on over there. I I, I am really amazed at the protests show, showing up. How do we get the protests like that uh, here going here? That's what we need. We need the people in the streets. You
2: want, Real- you, want, you, want you want us to ship you some Ecuadorians? Maybe they can get it going. <laughs> <laughs>
5: well, listen, Ecuadorians got some problems there too, right?
2: Well, that's what's going on right now is this big protest thing. The Indians came down from the mountains over the weekend. I don't know what's going on today. Uh, last Monday, ja- uh, uh, John, was when this kind of started. And when I got off of the program, on, maybe it was Thursday or Friday, I got off the program and I go back to my regular computer to you know check messages and that stuff. And I went over and looked at WhatsApp, and there were 68 messages in our little expat group in two hours when all this stuff was starting to, you know, the I guess it was Thursday. Uh, But it really shocked me, man. I mean, we don't have 68 messages there in three weeks or more, four weeks, you know. And uh, So that's what's going on here. It'll be interesting to see if this doesn't just poof, go to nothing, or if anything's going to come out of it. But... This is a direct result of the IMF and their uh, predatory lending practices, and uh, the fact that they really had Ecuador targeted. I believe because of the ten years of Correa, and the one of the events that is really at the at the center of this is Julian Assange. Yeah. You know, and now really we got whistleblowers it. in Washington coming out anonymous out of the woodworks that get all this attention. And Julian Assange, the big whistleblower, sits over there being doped up and killed, literally slowly, in an English high security jail. That's the kind of justice a, a, a Zionist-oriented world will give you, right there.
5: Who was that guy in England that did did that too just recently?
2: That. Tommy Thompson or something like that? Tommy Robinson. Somebody Tommy beat. Robinson. Whose who's ding dong's ringing? Mine, and okay. I
5: have no idea who it is. It's from right. Ontario. Well, they're going to have to. 705, very Good.
2: Uh, Tommy Robinson, and you know, Paul's got a real good read on that. Uh, unfortunately, Tommy Robinson is set up and totally uh, backed by the Zionists. So that's a facade. Although is the purpose oh, he is, is good. Oh, yeah for... yeah no he's got total Zionist backing and everything. Wow! Because he's out a... uh, against the Arabs.
5: Okay. Well, I I'm mean, not keeping up with it.
2: Well, I mean, what he did was he started protesting over the grooming gangs. You know what those are, don't you?
5: Yes. Yes. You're right. Okay.
2: And 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 then when he started getting all the attention because it's anti-Arab, the Zionists come to back him up.
5: Ah, okay.
2: But, yeah, I mean, it's a sad story, and his cause is right. It's just that you got to watch when those people are behind it what's coming at you.
5: Yeah, for sure.
2: So, anyway. I, I'm
5: not up on a lot of this stuff. I, I did see that message that you put in today about the GE uh, freezing their pensions.
2: Yes, but that was up on Zero Hedge. you see the uh, article about the guinea pig ice cream?
5: I, yes, I did see the article. I did not read it. I just moved on past well, it. Well, they were had too some many kind
2: other... of a food court down here for people that don't know because it is kind of yuck. Uh, in, in these cultures down here, guinea pig is a real delicacy. I mean, that's what oh, they, it is. Okay. they buy one of those and put, keep it in the back room and feed it all year so they can eat it for Christmas. Okay. And it's called Koi. Coy. C-O-Y is a Spanish name. I believe that's how they spell it. I haven't tried it yet. I can't. I used to have guinea pigs when I was a kid. I just can't see eating one. And, uh, (laughs) and you know, they're pretty damn little. And when you get it cooked out, they're they're a little pricier than the other dishes generally because it's a delicacy standard. And then Mm -hmm. when you go to eat it, there's not much there to eat, you know. But regardless, somebody at one of these food food, uh, uh, conventions where all these different vendors are came up with a way to make guinea pig ice cream. (laughs) And I know that just makes your toes curl, okay? But evidently, the the people that tried it, it was a real good response. And she thought it was going to be a hit. So I don't know that they're going to be having it over there as a selection on Tuesdays where we go to eat <laughs> ice cream. I hope not anytime soon. But regardless, that was a, that was an article that just kind of yikes, you know? Guinea pig ice cream. What? Yum, yum.
5: What's scary is, is that the whole food system, they're trying to get us to eat insects and get rid of everything else. Although beef is getting some kind of a reprieve from that right now. They make it taste good. Everybody will eat it. That's for it sure. doesn't matter what it well, is. Well,
2: you got all of these Burger Kings got a non-meat Whopper now.
5: Oh, and they s- do. I haven't tried I that saw, either. I
2: saw the advertisement on it over the weekend on some of this stuff I've been watching. Uh But, yeah, I guess everything's there. They're pushing change heavy. Let's see. Somebody's going to – Shane's going to call back in here. I didn't know that he left. Uh, uh, So, anyway, the world's changing. And John said we're just kind of waiting to see what next shoe's going to drop. But as I started out the program, no matter whatever your predilection is on Mr. Trump – The enemy of my enemy is my friend. And there's a whole bunch of real bad people that do not like this guy and don't want him in there. And even if they got a stomach in being in there, they're going to attempt to make him as ineffective as possible.
5: Well, he's going to gather a lot of uh, people watching him because you remember they used to do public hangings, right? And everybody would show up and they'd bring their picnic lunch and all this kind of stuff. It was entertainment for the masses. I think as long as Trump starts doing some of that, and by the way, the penalty for what all these guys are doing uh, in a time of war, and we are in a time of war, how many wars do we have going on?
2: Well, it's treason. Um, just what Adam Schiff has done is just treason, right? If, if yeah, it's not exactly. outright treason, it's sedition, and one of them's right next to the other one. Uh,
5: well, the penalty for treason in a time of war mm-hmm. is public hanging in the public square and their bodies left in, in, in state to rot right there for the public. That Jim, is the mandated penalty,
2: Jim. Uh, Jim, and they Ram. keep
5: talking about these guys. They're just going to go to jail. Oh, they're no, going to no, jail. jail
2: no, no, no. Jail's not too good. Jail's way too good for them because they put them in those country oh, yeah. club deals. Jim Ram is listening. He follows us here, as all y'all know. And I guess you're going to be over there with him in the next hour. But it says uh, if that non meat crap is so good why do they keep trying to make it taste like meat? <laughs> That's right. Well, um, I don't know. Jim, that, might be, that might be a little too common sense for the average American.
4: Well,
5: you know, I ran into, there's, I had a lot of people that I work with, too, that were all Seventh-day Adventists, and they don't eat meat, right? So they have something called Vegemite? Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, that I've was the same that. thing. They, mm-hmm. they were always trying to come up with these meat substitutes. They're trying to make it look like meat, too. See, at least these guys are putting it in some kind of a burger kind of a mishmash it, uh, it's a lot more palatable than some of their other things but the stuff they kept coming up with looks something like the color of liverwurst um, in a bologna of style um, wasn't my favorite i didn't like it some people got used to it and liked it quite a bit because yeah, okay. there's quite a contingent here well
2: there's you know, a big a- large aoc had a, a, a town hall meeting and don't know whether According to the article I looked at, didn't know whether somebody or a political opponent said put this girl up to it. But some girl got up in the question and answer session with a European accent and said, we need to eat our babies. That's (laughs) right. That's that's the solution to uh, global warming.
5: I saw that headline. Well, listen, that's where it goes. And that's what they're doing anyway. They're actually using fetal uh, baby cells in flavorings, by the way.
2: Yes, and, and they call been,
5: them natural
2: what and have been for a long time. Pepsi's been using it yes. for years. Okay, but does that bring a whole new picture onto the old movie Soylent Green?
5: Oh yeah, well yeah, absolutely, it sure does. I think Soylent Green was just telling us what's been going on.
2: Well, Roger. you know, the good news is you can get out of it. Yes. So is that Samuel? Hey, Samuel, I'm sorry I didn't welcome you in. You called in a minute ago, and I lost track of you. How you doing, bro?
6: Yeah, I called in earlier too. It was on for about a half hour, but uh, you didn't mention me, so I figured, well, maybe you didn't notice me.
2: <laughs> Just one of those Anyways, days. One, add- the, one of those days, brother. <laughs> Go ahead.
6: I, I guess I, I, I had something to add to to what Daryl had to say. And to John, um, John, I uh, when he talked about the deconstruction of the language to be able to see what's in there, I came across this guy called. Um, David Wynn Miller, which has written um, uh, or come up with this thing called Parse Syntax Grammar. Now, my mm-hmm. English is not what John's is, I'm sure. Um, and he says he, he, he got together. I guess his IQ is, is quite tremendous. And he got a bunch of other linguists and such together. And they spent, I think, five to six years to parse the language And he says there's 202, 2.2 million words in the English language and that they came up with 720 words that you can use in a a brief or in your language that will not lie, that always tell the truth. And he used this to write briefs for court and stuff. He says the lawyers um, are taught. Verb, adverb uh, speak in order to confuse, confound, and lie. I'd uh, like that. Is there a book on it or a course well, on
2: David it? David Wynn Miller's been out there for years. I, I can't follow the guy, and all he, he does died. is confuse me, okay? So I've never followed died. up on any of that. But uh, said- good luck. I'd say, Samuel, you know what I, my response would be? The object here is to get in a position where you don't have to write briefs and you don't have to learn all that.
6: Yeah, well, I don't disagree. I just I just wanted to add to John's interest. Um, he, he's got a lot of videos on YouTube. Um, he's just died this year, not long ago. Yeah, oh, I think he, he was born in the 40s. Did he pass away? Um,
2: well, I was born in the 40s. I yeah. hope I ain't dying yet. How do
5: you spell his name?
2: I think it's David. His second name is Wynn, W-Y-N-N, and the third's Miller. Isn't that right, Samuel?
5: Yes. Okay, that's that's how I wrote it down. So, okay, that's he, good.
2: Says, he says, once you get used
6: to this language and how it works, you can go to a red-letter Bible, and all of the stuff that Christ is saying jumps off the page because it's perfect. Right. I found well, that very
5: interesting. He's perfect, so. Listen, yes. Uh, yes. one of the things that Ralph has been saying, that he's found out how the... Uh, uh, feds jump between U.S. and U.S.A. Uh, claims in, in their briefs and stuff. And he found out that what they okay. do in order to lock a term down that you don't want to change is they put it in quotes. So he says if you're going to say something specific and you want to make sure that they don't redefine the term, you, you put it in quotes. And that's helped him quite a bit. I, You know what? In fourth grade, when they started doing um, – uh, outlining sentences, you know, I used to do that. You draw a line and you put sure. your subject was here. And like, kind of, man, I, I was so not into that. I, I, I just couldn't stand it. Nope. Hey, and man. I just closed down oh, <laughs> and man. I've been paying for it ever since.
2: Oh, uh, welcome. Mur, but let me say, you know, one of the best uh, law students I've had is uh, a guy doesn't commiserate with her uh, at all named Rick out in South Georgia. And his mother was an English no, his mother was, I guess his mother was a Spanish teacher. And he said, you know, Roger, I never understood English until I learned Spanish. And Spanish is so exact, and I'm not sure exactly how he meant all that, but it was an interesting comment. Mur, how you doing?
1: Oh, good morning. I just wanted to cash in there, too. David Wynn Miller passing away, and there's such a, a whole lot to know about him. But um, war castles, war hyphen castles on youtube is carrying on that uh if you want to learn about that system
2: i do good deal well you can
1: we're hyphen castles yeah hyphen
2: castles john on youtube Mm -hmm. are you taking
5: uh dr Uh, jennifer daniels courses at all
1: no i haven't taken her course and i have listened to her a lot i really appreciate her but um I have to say something about uh, vegetarianism too, and this fake meat—they use hexane. And if you're going to be vegetarian or vegan, why does it have to look like meat?
5: Well, because that's what people are conditioned to. That's
1: why. Well, no, see, that's what I'm saying, though. So <laughs> uncondition yourself. You know, if you, if mm, you plan to be plant-based, there's so much there. Genesis one twenty-nine. Everything's our, available. You to know,
2: Myrrh thats our mantra here: uncondition yourself. It hadn't been, but I like it so much, I'm going to pick it up. (laughs) Uncondition yourself.
1: (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad that that came through. It was a good thing.
2: Break with Pavlov. Break with Pavlov. Uh,
1: Also, David Wynn Miller, I don't know if it's still out there, but there was a a nine-hour talk, seminar kind of thing. He gave uh, just kind of uh, to a group in Indiana. It has yellow walls. That's kind of a clue if you want to find that on youtube but uh, i did watch all of that and take notes back when he was so What's it alive. called? Oh dear. I don't know. If you look for him and then like i said with the yellow walls in look Indiana the, I, I i I'll get back walls. to you guys when i when i relocate yellow that walls?
2: But, uh, stick walls? it in the chat room and i can reference it mur.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll hunt it down and and right. put it in will put war castles in there too. But this guy he um he was bright to begin with, but he got stomped when he was protesting something, and they uh, destroyed. He actually died and came back with a different spirit. His daughter wouldn't have anything to do with him when she was little. She looked in his eyes and says, "That's not that's not my daddy." And uh, his IQ was even higher, and he had no adrenal glands. So he he lived out here in in Wisconsin, and uh, we have Devil's Lake. It's actually a spirit lake, but so for thrills, you know, he go. Uh, uh, rope climbing and stuff with his son, and and had to jump on the rope at one point because the son was about to go over without it being anchored.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, there are all kind all kind of things. But um, turned out to be ninety three degree Mason. You know, they call it degrees because there's actually three hundred mm-hmm. and sixty. Uh, and when they tore down a um, a really old building and came across a um, a box, metal box that was secured in a in the foundation stone. And they took it to him, and it was said it was for him, and he knew it was coming, and he knew it was for him. <laughs> wow! You know, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a lot to to reincarnation and all these other things that we don't really want, we don't want to grasp actually. You well, know, I can tell you, just so much.
2: This came up at conversation last Tuesday because. Uh, uh, there's a pretty a, a retired musician jazz musician of some renown in that field named Doc Holiday that lives down here and he came he's come and had lunch with us last couple of weeks and a uh, charming gentleman in his I think he's 90 or 91 now and not playing anymore cuz he said he didn't want people to remember him missing a beat you know and that kind of stuff but Aww. this came up at lunch and and it's always been a thought of mine cuz you see these videos chinese or other there's a a british girl that uh uh, was recently got a lot of attention these child prodigies you know that at two and three years old can step up to a piano and play mozart and 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 Mm -hmm. and bach and stuff okay and there's only one answers they've been here before okay
1: yeah many times Uh, i can give you two examples real quick and i can't think of their names but um uh uh a woman in, in America, uh, like in her 30s, and kept dreaming about another life in Ireland. And, you know, she had a family here, and it all came to her so clear that she researched it and found her, her children that were now in their 80s, the two that remained in Ireland and went to visit them, and, you know, in private conversation, they knew they knew it was her because they she knew things that only they knew, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, and there's so, those cases and there of twins,
2: a, you know, where one of them dies around the uh, on the other side of the world, and the other one is in the U.S. and wakes up in the middle of the night and knows something's happened. That kind of thing.
1: Oh yeah, there's a real close. Uh, that's that's a um, that's a organic uh, cloning. That's <laughs> basically. like
2: um, uh, quantum quantum cloning.
1: Mm. But there's this one little boy. He um, and I can't think of his name now, but his name was James. And they helped him through it to let him know he's in he's in this place, but he was a fighter pilot, and uh he remembers crashing and everything, but the way it came to light, and he's really tiny, and he and his father in a store, and uh there were different things, you know he'd wake up from nightmares and things, but he's looking at these planes yeah and he and he described in detail, and he said, oh, this is a and he gave a whole detail of what it was, you know. And everything and that's
2: well, what he had flown and yeah well we know? can't do that because we're running out of detail time here <laughs> we are. Back gotta, john's gonna be ride. with uh, jim ram next i suppose maybe kathy's gonna be along too if she's not making videos and everybody else that joined us today thanks a lot hope you got something out of it be back tomorrow and discuss whatever's on the agenda there uh, she's on baby duty. so baby duty okay well then john and jim will be there in the next hour and there's our call to be unconditioned to the cost of freedom. So, uh, I'm going to go see what's happening in Ecuador if anything's burning, and I'll see y'all tomorrow. Have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks, everybody. Go get that kidney pig. Chris, learn how to <laughs> hit the right numbers. I'll see y'all tomorrow.
1: Find the cost
0: of freedom. There you Oh!